0: Welcome to the November 19th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on the potential impact of COP26 on Africa, diversification of the economy in Angola, energy transition projects and measures in Gabon and Portugal, LNG in Mozambique, Increase mobility within the community of Portuguese-speaking nations and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you.
1: We start this week's episode with news from COP26 in Glasgow, where our colleague Arsha Duta from Miranda Alliance's Gabon office followed the discussion of critical aspects for the future of our planet. To hear Asha's insights on COP26, we invite you to head over to Miranda's LinkedIn page or check our stories highlights on Miranda Alliance's Instagram page. One of the major announcements at COP26 was the launch of the Africa Green Finance Coalition. This initiative, aimed at accelerating green finance policies and regulatory reforms to attract private investment, should drive trillions of dollars in green investment, essential to transform Africa's economies. COP26 also saw the promise of a greener Angola with Angolan President Juan Lourenço, who spoke at the conference, pledging to increase Angola's renewable energy capacity to 70% of the country's energy mix by 2025. Since ratifying the Paris Agreement, Angola has established a national development plan with a five-year goal to reduce carbon intensity in electricity production and develop wind power and the use of biomass for energy production. During the conference, Angola also committed to a national campaign aimed at the reforestation and protection of the country's forests and mangroves to fight land degradation and deforestation. It comes as no surprise then that the 2022 Angolan state budget is granting the energy sector around 416 billion kwanzas, the largest amount ever invested in the sector. The 2022 budget also reiterates the government's commitments to the development of the non-oil sector, estimating that in 2022 agriculture will grow by 4.3%, fishing by 4%, manufacturing by 5%, construction by 2.4%, energy by 4% and commerce by 3%. Chinese consortium CRBC is to invest 3 billion US dollars in the construction of the Marginal de Curimba urban complex, guaranteeing its financing in partnership with Chinese banks. The complex will include public services, high-end commercial offices, private residences, hotels, leisure and entertainment areas, and cultural, sports, educational and recreational facilities. The works are to start in January 2023, with the project being divided into two phases, which will take 13 years to complete. The Angolan Minister of Telecommunications attended the 10th Smart Africa Alliance board Meeting, showcasing Angola's commitment to the acceleration of the digitalization process in the country. Launched in 2013 by seven African heads of state, the Smart Africa Alliance, currently with 22 member countries and dozens of members from the private sector and academia, is a public-private platform dedicated to shaping and driving the continent's digital transformation. Meanwhile, the government in Cameroon plans to open the market for electricity metering equipment to new operators. These operators will mainly supply smart meters and offer technical assistance for the management of the equipment, which should create up to 36,000 new direct jobs in meter manufacturing, installation and maintenance and control services, as well as boost access to electricity by accelerating the pace of new connections. In Gabon, Perenco and the Gabonese state sign an amendment to the Production Sharing Agreement of July 2021, which is divided into two parts. The first part is the resumption of Perenco's role as operator of the Cape Lopez Terminal, while the second part involves the takeover of Total's interests in a number of fields where Parenko is already the operator. Norway, Gabon's strategic partner in the fight against deforestation and the reduction of greenhouse gases, now wants to invest in renewable energy in the African country. This decision comes at a time when the Gabonese government is planning to set up a green tax framework covering renewable energy. According to the tax authorities, green taxation aims to tax polluting activities and products to encourage the adoption of more environmentally friendly practices. Meanwhile, in Mozambique, British company GL Africa Energy is to build a 250-megawatt LNG-fueled power plant in the north of the country, costing 400 million US dollars. The plant will use gas from Mozambique's offshore fields and will mark the firm's biggest investment to date, bringing power to over half a million people under a 30-year public-private partnership. Also on the LNG front, construction of ENI's Kuralsu FLNG has been finalized and the facility is about to set sail for Mozambique for commissioning, where it is expected to start producing liquefied natural gas in 2022 to be sold to Britain's BP. The Mozambican government is confident in the country's admission to the group of countries allowed by the Kimberley Process to sell and export diamonds. According to the Executive Director of the Kimberley Process Mozambican Management Unit, the country has complied with the requirements for admission. These included creating a state unit responsible for the assessment and certification process for extraction, transport and export, a duly equipped supervisory board, which includes a member of civil society, a commercial warehouse and training of specialized personnel. With Mozambique's acceptance into the international diamond trade to be decided in an upcoming meeting in Moscow, prospecting and exploration licenses, as well as license applications, will finally be activated. This is a process that is very dear to Miranda, which was involved in the drafting of the Kimberley Process Legal Framework a number of years ago. In Portugal, foreign investment may top 3 billion euros in 2021, with enough demand expected by the end of the year to reach the numbers achieved collectively in 2020, 2019, and 2018. According to the Secretary of State for Internationalization, direct foreign investment has already reached 75.1% of GDP in the first semester of 2021 and continues to grow. In the south of Portugal, the SIN's Green Hydrogen project will represent a total investment of 76.6 million euros, with European funds contributing 30 million to the project. Called Green H2 Atlantic, this project, which will take off in December under the coordination of EDP Renováveis, aims to develop and operate a 100-megawatt electrolyzer facility. In the Republic of the Congo, the development project of the Special Economic Zone of Uewusu in the north of the country was recently approved. Besides this economic zone, the government plans to launch three more economic zones in Brazzaville, Pointe-Nord and Oyoyombo, in the hope of moving Congo away from its economic reliance on the oil sector. We end this week's episode with the news that the Mobility Agreement, approved by the community of Portuguese-speaking countries, is closer to entering into force, with Cape Verde having deposited its ratification instrument and São close to completing its internal process. In Angola, the agreement has reached the Council of Ministers and should soon be discussed in the National Assembly. The agreement, which only requires three member states to deposit the instrument for it to come into force, aims at facilitating the entry and stay of citizens from one CPLP member state in the territory of another member state through various immigration titles, namely the CPLP short-term visa, temporary stay visa, residence visa, and residence permit.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors, at www.MirandaLawFirm.com This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia-André from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.